What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. See the Bears just signed a guy from, uh, or traded for a guy from Orland? <laughs> yeah, I saw you break it the other day. Is that your guy? See, your so what they, what they need to do is stop doing that. Stop doing what? <laughs> Stop trading for dudes. Yes. Go only players from Florida, Texas, and California. That's it. I'm down. I'm good. And like or hey, other places where me, there's nothing to do but football. That's my. Or are you the best game. at what you did in the state of Illinois? Like, are you the best offensive lineman in football, but also from the state of Illinois? Then you can come play for the Bears. <laughs> but like, just be from. I, I used to live in Orland Park. I'm all down I'm for that. I know it's either going to be uh, either going to be you or Dan Feeney that they're going to put on the "Welcome to Orland Park" sign, home of. And what's what's Big Dog who, used to, we'll who went to Sandberg that was off there uh, on the offensive line last year? Oh, was Michael Schofield from Orland? Michael too? Schofield. Okay. Yeah, he went to Orland. Uh, he went to Carl Sandberg High School in Orland. I knew he was and local, but he I and I have remember. the same. We have the same physical therapist. Okay. Michael Schofield was such a perfect example of like how fans experience watching the bears and i get this i'm not saying this to make fun but like they're seeing how bad the offensive line is they see michael schofield is here they all want michael schofield michael schofield gets steamrolled in a preseason game and now he's the problem not no get him out of here who was the guy we ran off before this we want him back yeah yeah (laughs) listen man i was down for michael schofield just because, like, I, I had the relationship with our physical therapist, and I wanted it to work, and local guy, South Burbs guy like me. So you, you want it to work, man. And sometimes shit don't be working, and it, it's okay. Are you excited for uh, bear season this year or no? Um. Yeah. I think there are reasonable expectations for them for to improve. That was like a, a hesitant, yeah, though. No, 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 no. I, I, in my head, I, in my head, I'm thinking. You're trying to remember if you're excited or not. Like I'm still thinking preseason in my head. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not ever excited for preseason. Like people get all hyped for preseason games. I'm like, hit me week one. But for the Bears this year, yeah, I'm after being the worst team in the NFL last year. 
there are there is an expectation that hey, this team based off their schedule should probably win eight games minimum. I and I know that might seem like a lot, but like I don't think so based off of who they play. They're playing. I I think they could win ten games, but I also think they could win five games. Like that, and that makes it yeah. very interesting to me. Yeah, because last year you kind of knew what it was going to be, and the year before that, and even the year before that, like pretty much twenty twenty on, you knew what it was going to be. Twenty nineteen was when everybody, including me, was way wrong about what it was going to be. But now we're back to this point of like, I don't know, it could be a lot of different things. So let's find out. Like that's going to make it fun to watch. Do you run into this with baseball, Russ, where it's like you were talking about preseason football games and like I cannot believe how how long the preseason is um, because it's like we're recording this and it's still August. Like I've been at this for a month, oh, more than a month. Preseason, uh, the training camps are going on for more than a month and there's still more than a week till the first game. It's it, I can't believe that the players don't speak up and try to get this shortened. And I wonder if spring training is the same way where you're like, I just can't believe how long this is. I mean, they've shortened. Yo. Oh, gosh. It's been a while since we had one of those. They've shortened spring training uh, by about a week. And they've, I think they took a big step shortening the preseason where there's three games now instead of four. Yeah, but it's the same amount of time. Yeah. It's the same number of total weeks of practice, and there's just no way these guys need that much practice. Yeah, I, I'm. I do think the season should start first weekend in September, right? Labor Day weekend. It seems perfect, like college does. Or let them. But I, if you don't want to do that because you got so much wrapped up in the schedule and like when the Super Bowl is going to be and everything like that, fine. But I mean, do these guys need to be back here July 25th for practice? Yeah. Couldn't you push that back a week? Seems like I the would, Bears needed it. <laughs> you think the Bears that? needed the extra weeks? Tom's already Tom. down. It's not even week one yet. He's already down on them. Yeah, man. That that final preseason game. Woo-wee. You let a preseason game determine how Ready. you feel, Tom? For a young group? Kind of. Kind of. Because they, they need the reps, and they went out there for real, trying to do something. And they didn't, didn't really do anything. go out there for real, Tony. They didn't really go out there for real. Almost no team All right. All right. I'm just saying, I'm preparing mentally to come in that Monday with a 0-1 after the Packers beat us again. How they beat us in a transition year, too? Like, come on. What are we doing? Like, you can't. All right. I get the Rodgers stuff, but you can't also have the transition year. Yeah. I, I just think, bro, I don't know what your expectation is, though, Tom. Like, I, they, won was, three, they won three games last year, right? Yes. They had the number one overall pick for a reason. And if they win six games this year, which I think is low, that's low end. I think they'll win eight or nine. Like, that's a really big jump for a team that was the worst team statistically in the NFL. They're so negative. Why? why like they're like they're not. That's what I'm like. They're not. And Tom is usually a glass half full I, that's guy. That's the thing. Is he, he, the while you're like, talking, I expect this from you. you. While you're talking, you're saying they got the first round pick last year. I don't know if you heard it, but he mumbled in the mic. He's like, he muttered into the mic. He's like, and they might get it again this year. 
But they all, tell, all I'm saying is I'm I'm getting prepared. You so old there and are so, so mad. many worse teams than the yeah. Bears right now. What, Have you I seen the it. Cardinals? I, I get it, right? But here's the thing. If this goes left, we should all be prepared to be rooting for Caleb Williams. I'm just no, saying. We, I'm what just if goes saying. left? You're, are, are you just saying if Justin sucks? That's what you're saying. If yeah, Justin is not good, I think if he because I I know some people that don't think Caleb Williams is good in a, what um, what should be a deep who? quarterback class. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's what I want to know. Who's saying that? Who's going on on that? Lane? Yeah, I hadn't heard that. But but this but while I when I say not good, I mean not necessarily the generational guy in a quarterback class that is pretty deep with Quinn Ewers and all those dudes coming out, Drake May, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, okay. It's from a, it's from somebody who feels like he goes off script so that he could be the hero and throw a touchdown when the play, play breaks. He doesn't really work within the offense, mm-hmm. like trying to be Patrick Mahomes instead of letting the the game come to him. But it's neither here nor there. I mean, I'd still take that if I was the Bears. <laughs> that still sounded okay. At least someone's finally trying like to be like Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes right? right. I want. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but he tries to be. Hey, that sounds pretty good. I think the worst team in the NFL is going to be the Arizona Cardinals, who I also think are (laughs) kind of trying to tank for Kayla Williams. Russ, kind of. Russ, they were like, hold on, no. Colt McCoy might win us a couple games. Get him out of here. Get him out. They were like what the Bears did week 18 last year. When What's they Josh Dobbs doing these days? They're like, hold on, nah, we might be okay with Colt McCoy. We can't do that. Get him out of here. And and they just gave they let Kyler bully them into all that money. They tears his ACL, and they're kind of like he likes playing Call of Duty more than football. We probably should go in a different direction. And he's tiny. Yeah, I don't need a part. tiny guy playing quarterback. Get out of here. That part. That's why I think. You, that's why I've always said I feel like this Bryce Young thing not what people think is going to be. Have you got uh, you got Kyler. Kyler Murray as like the next Baker Mayfield already now? I like Bake, but it's hard. It's hard not being able to see. And I know we always use the "Ooh, Drew Brees," it's but hard not to be able to see. So that's a thing because it'd be do, nice yeah. to see. It is like that. No, it would be he, nice to right, though. over the people that you're throwing over. Anytime there's a shorter quarterback, everyone's always like, Ooh, Drew Drew Brees. "About Drew Brees." And I'm like, "That's okay, what you see." Why we always say the one guy? Where's it? Where's examples like two through ten on your list? Who else you got? It's like it's like saying nobody could walk on water. Well, there was that one guy. <laughs> it was that one guy who walked on water. Yes, right. you know why we only talk about one guy? Because only one person could do it. That's what we do with Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. There's no other names. Like, nah, his brother was five two, and he he balled out. No, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Bryce Young is is going to be the slightest frame quarterback in the history of football, and everyone's like, "Nah, bro, he probably got it. He probably it's the got rules, it. man. It's the rules. You can't touch him. They playing a different sport. The one time you get touched, he's gonna be on IR. Then what? Tony, are you gonna have time to watch football this season, or are you gonna be like how I am in all these facets of my life, where I just have no idea what's going on in the world?" I mean, I'm so busy. I got the first couple weeks. After that, it's going to be a toss up, you know. So we'll see. We'll see how plugged in I am in sports. You, I'm going to send a else. random text to you guys. I'm going to be like, who is this? Uh, I don't know. This random football player guy that's like, you know, catching everything or 
being great right now. You guys are, oh man, he's been dominating this whole season. I'm like, he seems pretty good. I don't know whoever that player is, but that's that's how I feel. the exchange is going to be. Everybody else has already. Yeah. You're going to become what you always player. make fun of me for, and it's not going to be yeah. just about watching football on Sunday. It's going to be everything. It's yep. going to be like I'm I'm a season behind on whatever on succession or winning time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to be like, ah, this is. Do you guys know that this is pretty good? You guys tone this. He's already on IR already. I was like, ah, okay, got it. <laughs> Uh, let's start the show. This is Sports Jason. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey. We got Tony Gill, the GOAT producer. Yo. And, hey, Russ, by the way, we I you know I don't want to spend too much time talking about the Bears, but a good day for you, man. I would think you'd feel pretty good about this today. The Bears have a new punt returner, Trent Taylor. Hey. Oh, is that a no. thing? You didn't know? Oh, man. No, I've this. been oh, broken. Oh, Let's man. go. You're going to love this. Break the news oh, that's God. already been broken by the time people hear this. That's okay. Days. That's okay. You're, <laughs> you, I, who has caused you more stress over the last few years with the Bears? The last Bayless two years? Jones. It's got to be Bayless Jones, right? 100%. I think sometimes you're mad at Darnell Mooney. Mm, it, it was less him and more that they – I'm mad that they put him on the pedestal that they put him on. It wasn't so, his fault. For those of you who don't follow the Chicago, who didn't follow the Chicago Bears last year, and why would you? They were three and fourteen. If you didn't follow them, you don't know about Valus Jones and the many problems with fumbling and muffing punts and all these things. And this just drove Russ crazy. Also, Valus Jones is twenty six. I think it's his second season this year. Thirty years old. Not only did they go sign a like professional full-time punt returner in Trent Taylor. This is like all he does. He's technically a slot receiver, but he doesn't really do that. He's a punt returner. I'm looking him up right now. Yeah, but here's, I think the thing you're going to really love, Russ, I, I'm trying to pull up the quote right now from Ryan Poles and I can't, I can't find it, but I will, I will uh, try my best to say it for you. When he was talking about Trent Taylor, there was some some question like, okay, he's the punt returner for sure. And he said, yes, definitively. He said, yes, but he said the, he said it's about consistency. And he said something to the effect of when the other team punts it to you, you want to be able to go get a snack and go to the bathroom and not worry about anything and come (laughs) back and everything's fine. So that's not the exact quote, but it's something close to that. All right. So Trent Taylor, uh, has played in the NFL for five seasons, three in San Fran and, and two in Cincinnati. Uh, he's played a lot of games, a lot of special teams. He is 5'8", so not uh, the, the biggest guy in the world. You don't have to be tall to be a punt returner. No, 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 no. But he has 89 career returns for 863 yards. It's an average of nine yards return. Not the best, but whatever. Um, three fumbles. fumbles. Yeah, three, three, four fumbles in his career. Three That's fumbles, what we want. Three fumbles on those punt returns for his career out of eighty-nine. That's great. That's a that's a great percentage. I've seen three in a game from Valus Jones. Valus Jones had three fumbles last season. Totally. What did he? What did he? What did he say about his strategy of letting the ball drop to the floor and then trying to get it? What What was that strategy about? <laughs> What's this not catching it thing? 
<laughs> Why are you a fan of that strategy? Right, is there something you go for? Because maybe I'm, I'm willing to listen, but you got to tell. It looked like a strategy this preseason. It looked like that was he was doing that with intention and then trying to go recover the ball because he couldn't actually catch it. So I don't know if that was his strategy or was that a team strategy and just didn't work. Like what was what was the deal? This is Ryan Poles talking about the move. This is the exact quote. This is an NFL general manager talking about why Trent Taylor is the new punt returner. Consistency, that's the biggest thing. You know, when the ball gets punted, you can go grab a snack and go to the bathroom and come back and you feel confident about it. That's the big part. There was another, there were a couple NFL GMs letting it fly. Chris Ballard, I don't know if you guys saw the comments he made Wednesday about Jonathan Taylor. These were kind of wild. Yeah, that wild. was wild. It that was, was revealing. Wild. Wild. <laughs> uh, that was weird. Tony Gill, our producer, is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles, as always. Uh, you can go to our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and you will automatically get 23% off everything. Get the sheet set. It's 100% eucalyptus, super silky, smooth, comfortable, gets even softer uh, as you wash it and use it. And you could also go on there and get the uh, eucalyptus cotton hybrid, the flannel boys, as Tone calls them, because we got fall coming up, so you might want that. I'm more of a hot sleeper and prefer the the sheet set year round. But you know, if you're one of those people that gets a little chilly, wants to get a little snuggly, get the flannel boys. But either way, go to sheetsgiggles.com/sa and you'll get 23% off. Sports adjacent is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer. And they they upped it a little bit here, Russ. At BetMGM, your first bet with them gets paid back in free betting credits up to $1,500 if you don't win. So promo code is still adjacent1000. Use that. We'll probably update that at some point, but we'll let you guys know. For now, just stick with adjacent1000. This was a late change, and it's a good change for you guys because instead of 1000 now it's going to be 1500 in free future betting credits if your first bet with BetMGM doesn't win. BetMGM, the king of of sports books. Guys, this is something that I wanted to hit with you both last week that I think is a great story. So Shakari Richardson won the, the world championships last week. Uh, and two years ago, in 2021, we talked about Shakari when she, you know, went through everything that she went through, testing positive for marijuana, being uh, suspended by um, it's the World Track and Field Organization. Yeah. And like there was there was so much that we talked about and we were kept their buck on here. Like, hey, this is this is her. This was on her. Um, yes, yeah, she was struggling with a lot at the time, but it felt like somebody who the pressure was getting to and she had not handled it well uh, shooting back at people etc in the media or whatever and Shakari this time around it seems like there it, it was a, a completely different person and I wanted to talk about it because I'm very big on hey we we got to have the same energy for things and we were really hard on her before but I think the thing that I wanted when we talked about it two years ago was a changed person, right? Nothing says you're different, like changed behavior. Mm -hmm. And I think for her, when you, whether you hear her interviews, whether you see um, 
the the look on her face, the smile, the 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 glow, it feels like a different person. And I I think there there is something that is and you know it's Jason, you and I are like writers and like what is a great story? Like when you see a lot of different twists and turns. And I think we've seen a lot of different twists and turns for Shakira Richardson where, you know, she she was supposed to be the favorite at the Olympics and didn't get to go and didn't get to perform. And now she's built her career back up to the pinnacle again where she was, right? Where it looks like she had lost so much. And now she has Nike billboards and this and that all over again. And potentially, you know, next year where you have the Summer Olympics in Paris where she could really have the the coming out party that we thought you could have years ago and usually you don't see people get things back after you miss your window and it looks like she's going to be able to do that yeah when you see a downfall like that what you're looking for is for that person to be better feeling better like good righted as a person whatever the issue might be there's there's certain things that like you can't control and then there's certain things that maybe you can that you need to turn around you want to see that person thriving again as a person and you want to see them dominating at their craft and she's doing both the thing i find most interesting about her russ having this already happen i think she was 21 i think she's 23 now she was 21 when all this happened do i have that reasonably correct yeah i mean that's young that's really young and to see someone get it figured out and straightened out at 23, there's so much ahead of her. And that's really awesome for her because a lot of times it takes people too long. It takes, in an athlete's case, you have such a small window of when, while you're physically able to compete with the best in your sport. And it could have easily taken her too long and she would have missed her shot but now here she is i mean she's right back there she's going to be in the olympics next year it's all in front of her uh athletically and she looks happy and when you read a quote like this you can clearly see it's somebody who has had time to self-reflect and evaluate and you know try to improve themselves little by little these last three years i've shown you what i can do it was just me that was standing in my way now i'm with myself and I think it's not always easy when you you mess up in front of the world. I can't imagine what athletes, celebrities, et cetera, go through where it's like your mistakes are magnified times a thousand because of your status and where you are. Right. And, and, it's, and we talk about that like it's part of what comes with being a celebrity, an athlete, uh, a famous person, et cetera. But to have all that, all that pressure to lose as much as she lost personally, professionally, and then say, you know what? Nah, this isn't it for me. I want to be better. I want to have a second chance. I want to because I have to show to myself that I can still do it. I think that's amazing. Right. I think in a lot of, you know, similar but different like Simone Biles, right, where you you're in the Olympics and you have the twisties and you can't even go out and compete as the greatest we've ever seen do it. Then to come back and for her to win the world championships a couple years later, I think that's what you, for an athlete, proving to yourself that you still can. And I think both of those stories, whether it's Simone Biles coming back and winning the world championships at 27, which, you know, for a gymnast is, you know, what they would consider back nine. And she's still on the top of her game where Shakira Richardson in the early stages at 23. I think both of those stories are like super cool in their own way. 
they both have the same two qualities where even though their situations are not the same, mm-hmm. but they both have the same qualities of the person and the athlete both look right. And that is good to see. And, and you make a great point about, you know, athletes and celebrities and everything having all of this play out in real life. Like when I have downfalls in my personal life, there's nobody on a podcast doing a segment about it. This is not the lead story on ESPN and CNN and everything like that. It's really tough, I would imagine, to go through all of this and go through it totally publicly. Um, but the good side of it is that, like, you're celebrated when you get it right. Everybody is, everyone is, like, on board with her. She has so much momentum publicly. You're talking about the Nike stuff. And that's only going to keep going up. Like she's so incentivized right now to keep everything going well, because with the Olympics next summer, I mean, that is the kind of thing that makes you like that trans where you can transcend your sport and become uh, a star like beyond it. You can't make your, uh, your happiness uh, dependent on, you know, the crowd and other people, right. You're trying to lead somewhere. You can't, lead and go somewhere unless you turn your back to the crowd to the audience and it's a very difficult space to be in uh particularly for athletes because they're usually in the in the forefront so it's very difficult to to lead and go places that people haven't been um and also deal with uh the stuff that comes with it that's behind you um but i think because a, a large part of that is because we love to build you up and we love to break you down. It's, it's, it's our favorite. It's the human. If I had to put all right bags of human beings, tearing people up, bringing people up just to tear them down. That's like our bag. That's what we do uh, as, as a, as a species. And you can't, you can't make your success dependent on that. Um, For Shakiri, Shikari. Shikari. To carry um in the in 2020 hindsight situation it was probably good for her to just mess up that one time and get it out the way right like having that pressure build like i get it i understand it i mean it's very difficult every athlete it, it sees lebron james like the the untouchable the unbreakable the unmistakable uh, you know, uh, athlete where you make the maximum amount of money and gets in the least amount of trouble at the same time. Like he's the only one that was able to kind of walk that tightrope, that tightrope um, of success for an athlete. And everybody wants to repeat that, but not realizing that he's the anomaly. Michael Jordan had a lot, a lot of scrutiny, not just on the basketball court, but off the court too. Like he wasn't, you know, untouchable. And LeBron has a couple problems, but nothing crazy. At, at all um so for her to get it on out the way it might have cost you your first olympics that's cool but my dad always says if this is the worst thing that could happen to you then you're probably gonna have a good life and he says that in every situation and i'm like then when do you know when it is the worst thing that could have possibly <laughs> ever happened but i get the sentiment though it's like you're gonna come back from this the next day is gonna happen what are you gonna do the next day Right after you mess up, after you fall, or after you uh, uh, get to what to your think or what you think is your lowest, guess what? The next day is coming. Now what? 
you know, the sun is going to rise, going to rise again. Then what? And I think the then what her focusing on the, okay, I messed up now. What I think if people, more people did that right when their lives of man, this is a really hard, this is a really low point. This is the nighttime of my life. But guess what? That next day is going. And I feel like Jason, you know, you, you can experience that. And, and Russ, you've seen that. And, um, you know, I'm going to see it, right? Like you can have a bad day. You have your kids, right? You know, you have a bad mm-hmm. day, but you need to be, you still need to be there for your kids. You still need to get up and provide. You still need to do all these other things. So for her to be able to just compartmentalize and accept what she did and then being able to perform at that level, like it is a great story. And I think more people and it is going to get cliched a lot. Right, because it's an easy one to make. Oh, she failed and she got back up and became a champion. But you can apply that to your own lives. Like that's not an easy thing to do. You to get up uh, and get back at it, and she did. So shout out to her. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is AI Alfred with a pre-segment add-on for sports adjacent. The upcoming segment is about Dallas Cowboy superstar cornerback. Trayvon Diggs and his social media actions. Enjoy. Here's the thing. It was so bad that he went private on Twitter. You know that's when it's bad. Like, he was uh, he was in the Twitter streets, I guess, soon late one night, and uh, a, a, a young adult film star was had put a photo up, and she had, she wasn't just naked, she had the she had the hammer on her, but the okay. hammer you purchase, not the one that comes with your body. Got it. Tony, you picking up what I'm putting down, yeah? Hopefully. Um, I hope not. And she said, she basically said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but like if you would put your mouth on it and Big Dog liked. Wow. <laughs> and they were killing him. And then he went private. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now you see Tone. That's why I'm saying, mm, I think he cares. I don't think he's just like, I don't care. <laughs> this sounds you like news be... that Tony would bring us usually. <laughs> but, but that's I, factual. It was always it's factual. Like, right, except, yeah, except the fact that it was factual, right? I, I don't understand how this would keep happening now because that's my thing. Like the first time I remember this happening was Kurt Rambis. Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he was a coach and his Twitter account liked a bunch of things that were inappropriate and but that was like eight years ago mm-hmm. or ten years ago <laughs> and Kurt Rambis was old then like these these are people that grew up in social media I had a I had a friend uh, still my friend uh, and I used to work with him on the show and uh, he was booking guests and doing all this stuff and because uh, <laughs> Twitter, it shows you, oh, your friend that you follow like mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was very specific things. Uh, 
adult rated things and we're like fam you can't be out here Big doing dog. that and you booking a guest for the show yeah yeah and, and and i think the thing that i don't know if enough people realize is even before you could bookmark which is mm-hmm. how you get away with liking whatever you want to like but you only know about it you bookmark it before you would dm what you would see on twitter like posts or video or whatever you dm it to yourself I didn't even so know you I, DM yourself. I didn't know that. So you you would do it with like funny stuff too. Like if this is this is tons of funny shit you used to see on Twitter back in the day. It was like, oh man, I wish I could say this before they allowed you to bookmark. And so you would just DM it to yourself. I can DM. I can have a whole DM exchange with myself. Yeah. So I have one just from years ago of like funny stuff that funny videos I'd see on Twitter before you were allowed to save them in bookmarks. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can get your shit off on Twitter now or X now because you got folders. So you can have like funny sports moments oh, or feel good videos in your bookmarks? or puppy videos or nasty videos. Like, yeah. And it, and it sorts it in you can title the You can title you can the file. You can title it nasty videos. Yes. Nasty videos. <laughs> good. <laughs> yes. So there's, I don't know if how many, some, it's every day that goes by, I realize that athletes, don't have the same thought processes that we have where it's like yeah everybody shouldn't see this and they have so much more at stake but 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 in that in in trayvon's case this was a a, an action right like this wasn't just a oh i like this this was a call to action by (laughs) said said person and say if you would like if you would like to Tony, Tony's this. treating this like Tony. You're overthinking this, man. Tony's treating I'm, this like it's like it's one of I'm these like overthink- like honk if you like donuts wrong. type. It was. That's what it was, though. She said that. In I'm gonna show it to y'all. Like this, if you would like. Okay, you don't need to. We got it. Okay. All right. Thank you, Russ. That caption, dog. <laughs> and then there he go. Okay. Russ has shown us the uh, set. Tweet, and if you weren't sure, followed by the NFL. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, like he's followed by the NFL. That's how you know it's him. Uh, oh, Rush, yeah. Russ just showed us the tweet, and it's I, amazingly worse than I thought. <laughs> like Shorty looked good, I get it, but I don't get the the rest. Like you got to keep that what it, right. You there, like if you yeah. like it, I love it, and we don't kink shame here on Sports Adjacent. We don't. We don't do that at all. But keep that in your in house. But honestly, now these these I don't these understand what your advice is. It's all over the place here. These, these young, young boys, boys yeah. These, these, I would tell these young boys like it all, bro. These they young athletes asking for wild stuff. These Man, young superstars, listen. bro. I just they, look. I get it, right? Boys. Like this, this the the activities are not new, right? Like Magic was out here, right? So there's nothing new under the sun. And he wasn't the only one. Right. But just the willingness to just expose themselves, right? Like DeAndre Ayton, did you see what he he was on? No. I didn't see. I I don't know this. I didn't see the exact story with him. Tone put us on because I didn't hear the whole story with him. So it wasn't nothing crazy, but these athletes are attaching themselves to these adult performers 
and then not keeping it to themselves. So there was a, a video of him brushing her hair and she was an adult performer. There was nothing unseemly about the video, but they're attaching. It's like they don't learn from each other. If you're not going to learn from Zion, look what just happened to him. Stuff in I was going to say, man, this is still not as bad as what happened to Zion. No, that's a hundred yeah. thousand I mean, times worse. You got to be but sitting that, there but, saying it could be worse. That's a possibility. But that's the possibility. Like you run the risk of yeah. looking like Zion out here, making your life harder than what it needs to be. For what? Yeah, for who? it's tough. That's tough. I wouldn't want that at all. Russ, I pulled up the since I mentioned it. I pulled up the <laughs> 2016 story about Kurt Rambis when he was interim coach of the Knicks, and here's mm-hmm. here's how hard Kurt Rambis dug in. Russ, headline is Knicks. Kurt Rambis contacts mm-hmm. Twitter to understand unintended likes. Jeez. The Knicks say interim coach Kurt Rambis did not like a pornographic tweet over the weekend and that the club is working with Twitter to determine how the tweet was liked by the coaches. Yeah, that is that is a uh, that is a very unique strategy to get expo- to get caught like that and say, you know what, it's probably hang on, it's probably something is wrong with Twitter. Nah, it's Twitter's fault. They did Twitter, it. Twitter probably hey, makes man. you do this automatically. You know, you sign up for an account, you you put your location, you put your birthday, you pick a username, and then they just automatically start liking stuff that you shouldn't like. If I was Twitter, I would have been petty. I'm like, ain't nothing wrong with that. That man liked that tweet from Twitter. <laughs> from Twitter support. That would be, that would be the, a great press release. That would be a great official <laughs> statement. Just that. Exactly like that. <laughs> Did you see him this offseason talking mad trash to Dak Prescott yes. during during yeah. practice? During you practice. can't say nothing to nobody now. No, you can never look at I me. I know again. what you like. I know what you like now. You want me to Don't call Shorty? To me. You want me to call Shorty? She'll blow your back out right now. She'll got All she right. got the hammer okay, waiting. Waiting. Mm-hmm. Snap that thing right in for you. She got the big homie. <laughs> no, that joint was hefty. <laughs> that one that one. He's talking about the long boy. Russ, let's do the news. All right. Let's start with tennis. This could possibly be the first time we've ever talked tennis on this show. But there's we'll an odd... Serena, but okay. Okay, so maybe the second time. We have talked about Serena Williams and the, and the, uh, the, the King Richard movie. With Will Smith. Ah, Richard Williams with the things yeah, that he didn't say. <laughs> Which we were disappointed to find out was not actually in the movie. <laughs> I saw the movie. I waited through that whole movie waiting for him to <laughs> say that line that? because Tony had said it so many times. And it's not in there. It's just a line that Tony thinks should be in the movie. You want to do it again, Tony? This might be the last time it ever comes up. I don't know. I don't black people in here. That is Tony quoting a line that Richard Williams never said in the movie. At the U.S. Open, Russ, in New York, there's been an ongoing issue, uh, ongoing complaints about a weed smell from coming from a nearby park. And this is not just this year. La- last year, uh, Nick Kyrgios said uh, he gave him some trouble breathing. Well, some of this seems a little overdramatic to me because like, I've been out. Mm-hmm. And granted, I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not doing what they do. But I've been out for a run and you smell weed and I you're okay. Mm-hmm. But I will say like, you know, if you're exerting yourself to the extent that these guys are, 
you you're looking for a breath of completely fresh air in that moment not cigarette smoke or exhaust or you know weed smoke or anything like that um this year uh maria sakari also complained to the chair umpire about it but i think the german tennis player alexander zarev described it best and now tony gill reads Shout out to Maddie Lee for uh, for reading that, by the way. I don't think I ever gave her a shout out on the show for for doing the voiceover for that drop. Yeah. 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 That's that's Maddie Lee sometimes own. She sounds very elegant and refined when she says it. Mm -hmm. It sounds like we're walking. We're walking into like some kind of like, you know, real elegant theater. Mm -hmm. Maddie is uh, one of the most like under like unintentionally funny people i know she's hilarious hilarious (laughs) it's why we have her on the show hilarious she got a sleeve too do you see that yeah she went to my uh tattoo shop Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no it looks really good it looks really good it Mm -hmm. looks really good all right professional tennis player alexander zavridiver zaraviv one more time zarev zarev I on I, the condition. I don't expect you to know how to pronounce tennis players' names from other countries, except for the fact that I just said it before you did this. Hey man, these some of these names are hard. Definitely. Alexander Zarev. Alexander Zarev. On the conditions at the US Open. <clears throat> the whole course smells like weed. It's everywhere. Everywhere. The whole course smells like weed. Court 17. <laughs> <laughs> Court 17 definitely smells like Snoop Dogg's living room. <laughs> oh no. Why Snoop taking shots? <laughs> That's it's all like that loud and that quiet. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not that loud and that quiet. Got that loud and like that loud and that quiet. That's funny. First, the when I when Tone first started, I'm like, oh man, Richard Williams. It doesn't like the weed smell, but there's two different people. But also the same person. <laughs> Got that loud in that quiet is hilarious. I don't know if y'all realize that. It's supposed to be quiet at, at tennis matches, but they call weed loud. <laughs> From this oh, kid man. in high school, he was just, that was his advertising in high school. You'll be everybody's exchanging classes. All you all of a sudden you hear, I got that loud, I got that quiet. That's how you know who got the weed. I wonder what the quiet weed's like, right? Everybody wants to promote the loud. Don't nobody promote the quiet though. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's great. Russ, the 14th annual Philly Naked Bike Ride was Saturday in Philadelphia. Yes, about a hundred people going on this bike ride through Philadelphia. Not all of them completely naked, just naked to varying degrees. Maybe wearing body paint, maybe wearing mostly clothed, maybe not wearing any clothes at all. This is to promote body positivity and cycling as environmentally conscious transportation. So I, yeah, it seems like those are the only two things it would promote. That's all it is, isn't 
you know, nudity and bike riding. Um, scooters and rollerblades, welcome to joggers, skateboarders. Uh, I can't imagine ever wanting to exercise in the nude. It seems unsafe. There is things that could go wrong for sure. Seems unsafe, uncomfortable. Like I do a lot of band work and I would not want an accident with bands. The snapping. I mean, oh my God. You can get snapped, you can get pinched, you can get scraped. Like there's some guy, the guy from Law and Order. Tone, look up careful with your search here, but look up the guy from there's a guy on the the, the guy on Law and Order likes to work out naked. And I just think that find out his name for me, Tone. But Russ, that just seems hazardous, man. If if you were to say, yo, you could you could be a hundred percent private and work out naked, I probably would do Oh, uh, Elliot? Christopher Maloney? No, Elliot not from Elliot, Order, that's you? Naked. My man's worked out on Peloton naked. I don't know it's, if you should the bald do that. guy. I, yeah. I, he wasn't always bald when he was Elliot. Um I don't think you should run or do like cardio naked. Yeah, I don't want to be on the treadmill for that. I would do deadlifts like that or squats. Because in in theory, there's a lot of freedom when you don't have the restriction of your compression shorts or shorts in general. Right? So if I'm thinking of it that way. I don't find like workout clothing to be that restrictive, but okay. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to think with you. I'm not a prude about any of this. It just sounds dangerous. It sounds very risky. I don't think the community is going to be out there. I mean, riding I mean, a bike is kind of uncomfortable to begin with sometimes. Yeah, and you not yeah. you want it all in 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 the in the crevices and and in the gooch and and all that. <laughs> I think they are. No, you Pretty made your point. Yep, I get you, Tom. No, we get it. <laughs> I don't want that in in there those places. No. 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 I don't. I don't. Uh, Russ, speaking of not being fully clothed, so we talked two weeks ago about people not wearing proper footwear when yeah. during air travel, taking yeah. their shoes yeah. off, or go, you had a lady barefoot, barefoot yes. next to you, Gross. and and putting her feet on a flight, putting her feet on vertical surfaces like surfaces that a foot would never touch you know you would put your tray table down and think okay i can put that down without ever touching something that a foot has touched not Uh the case uh if you sat in the seat after this lady so two weeks ago we talked about that and now this week two different celebrities spotted not just walking through airports walking outside in cities barefoot kanye west was spotted with his they they always put quotation marks around wife. I'm not sure why, because he says it's his wife, but maybe she's not legally his wife. But they were he was spotted walking around Florence, Italy, barefoot, just on the sidewalks and streets and stuff with a drink in his hand. And then I have not. I know, <laughs> there were other. Yeah, there were other uh, photos that came out from Italy of Kanye West. Yes. Uh, but I don't know if you've seen the show The Bear. It's very popular. I think it's set in Chicago. I have never seen it. But I know it's I know it has gotten a lot of awards. The star of that show, Jeremy Allen White, was photographed walking home from the gym in L.A. barefoot. 
on the sidewalk. And his was really bizarre to me because he was carrying a pair of shoes in the photo. There was an easy fix to this. I don't like I like him. He's a great actor. Yeah, who was like lip him. on uh Shameless. Shameless, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't look like you like him right now, Tony. You look disappointed. You look like kind of I think oh man, the barefoot thing is something that's in your home, perfect. Even on your property, fine. But when you start walking out beyond your home where there's like pee, yeah. anything, bird shit and people shit and like, like I live in downtown. I can't imagine doing that ever. Wouldn't you step on a rock or a, a piece of gar- a glass or plastic or something? Like that'd be horrible. Yes. I threw away a pair of shoes like two days ago because I stepped in something I didn't like. <laughs> no bull, like a pair of very comfortable Adidas that I love walking around in, super comfortable, and I stepped in dog shit walking on uh, Wabash yeah. just on a walk, not looking on my phone, and then I was pissed trying to scrape my shoes off, and then by the time I got home, I said, well, I'm not walking into my home with these on. I took them bitches right off of the elevator <laughs> and threw them away. <laughs> yeah, I threw away my daughter's sandals a couple of years ago under the same. Yeah, I remember that story. Yeah. Remember that yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes it's totaled like a car. It's just totaled. Cut your losses. If you see me walking around barefoot, and we're not at my house, something has gone way wrong. Yeah, something bad happened. Yeah, <laughs> like hopefully it's just I got my shoes stolen, but. If it's not that, then it's something even crazier. Or gave it to a homeless, uh, unhoused person or something like that. Yeah. I think if you see me walking around sidewalks and streets, not at my house, uh, even in front of my, you're like, something's up. Something's up. We need, we need to check on him. We need to find out what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, Russ. Uh, wildlife officials in Florida are on alert after multiple multiple reports of people seeing wild monkeys in Orange City. That is a town about 30 miles north of Orlando. A fast food worker in Orange City took a photo of a rhesus macaque in the parking lot. This was last week, and there are believed to be many more. They are uh, they are native to Asia and known to become aggressive if fed. And there have been 18 reported incidents of rhesus monkeys biting people in Florida over the years, not just like this month or anything like that. Strict laws against feeding these things. 60, you could do for feeding one of these monkeys and thus like furthering this problem. You could do 60 days in jail and pay a $500 fine. I don't think that's worth it. No. Any Uh, days in jail, not worth it. Right. Right. Um, you are legally allowed to have one of these as a pet in Florida if you have a license, but there's a high bar you have to clear for having expertise and facilities to have one of these as a pet. Uh, the Florida Wildlife Commission says that rhesus macaques and vervet monkeys are reproducing in the state. So, like, there already is a population of monkeys not at zoos in Florida. They're a 2015 estimate. Uh, had it at 190 monkeys in Silver Springs State Park, which I believe is in Central Florida. And if you think about it, it's tropical climate. Like this could, we could come back like 20 years from now and 
There's just monkeys in Florida. That's just what happens. They're just in the trees. I thought, like, if these things are native to Asia, how did they get to Florida? And I was able to find that answer as well on the Florida Wildlife Commission website. A boat operator in the 1930s released six of them on an island in the Silver River to attract tourists. And now there's a, quote, core population there. No disrespect in Florida, but yeah, no, do it. They do can it. go. Yeah, they can go. Like they just, can go. Just, it just chop it off, let it float. Like the you know, Bugs somewhere Bunny else. Yeah. Cartoon. Yeah, just Florida. Bugs had it right. Bugs had it right. Yeah, we we good on Florida. I mean, how we are we gonna? A, have we can find a new just, Miami. How are we gonna have just monkeys in the trees? You could be down on vacation in Florida and you could have like a monkey come down and steal your Gatorade or something. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Not worth it. They could be there. That's wild. Separate from the mainland. We good. That's the news. All right, gentlemen, this was a fun one. This was a fun one. Uh, It was hilarious. It was a hilarious one. The stuff that we didn't put in this joint. Oh, yeah, I'm missing out. Patreon coming soon. Um, <laughs> but before we get out of here, Tony Gill is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get 23% off your next purchase using promo code SPORTS. That is promo code SPORTS for the softest sheets. Money can buy sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA. Get the sheets. Sets. Guys, uh, it's getting cool. Like we're getting to that weather that the the tone you and I love. Jason's a hater. Um, we're it it's in the morning. It's about 59, 60 degrees. It was a beautiful day today. High of seventy one degrees. Perfect. You can get the flannel boys out on a day like that. Now I think we have one more heat wave Kate wave coming in before it gets out of here for good. But uh, yeah, flannel boys. It's about to be that season. So get your sheets from sheetsgiggles.com forward slash sa sa sheets sports adjacent. It's also brought to you by. Bet MGM. Uh, get a, uh, your bet back up to $1,500 if you do not win by using promo code adjacent1000. That is adjacent1000. Football season has arrived, right? You just had week zero in college football. You're approaching week one by the time you listen to this. Week one of the NFL, just over a week away. So it's a good time. Bet MGM, promo code adjacent1000 to get 15 Hundred dollars back in betting credit if you do not win your bet. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Gentlemen, anything to tell the folks before we let them go? Tony, you got like a month and a half before your kid is born. Like, what are you gonna do mm-hmm. with your semi freedom until then? What are you gonna do now in the next six weeks that you can't do once the baby's here? Dang, that's true. This is your last time, Tony. Yeah, get your boogie yeah. on. Yeah, the countdown begins. Um, probably eat a, as much ice cream as I can because I am extremely lactose now. That so much so that I have to take uh lactose pills. Pill. I am extremely I lactose eat, now. Uh, dairy. Jeez. So oh, okay. I'm gonna eat, just eat a bunch of ice cream because I won't what be able happened? to spend as much time in the. Wow, all of a sudden bro. I'm washed. I don't know Dude, what happened. I'm it happened so quick. Washed. Is it because you're dad now? I I think it's because I'm a dad. I'm washed, bro. That's um, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm washed. Bro. I know I make the joke about the kids not even here yet. But we definitely got to do that now. You, do, yeah, I'll, ain't no, but, nothing says dad like I'm lactose intolerant now and my joy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I've never been happier. So you know, if I had to trade being as happy as I've ever been for for 
ice cream, I think that's a fair trade. All right. And with that, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the motherfucker.